Episode 27 and a half. An interview with Albino Dragon Games' Eric about Ghostbusters, playing cards, etc. podcast i'm kurt uh mike won't be with us tonight because he's a punk and he's got other things to do apparently so i'm here with eric dahlman from albino dragon games again and uh thanks for coming on we always love having you on yeah no problem man it's always fun to be on yeah all right well i know you've got one thing uh one pan in the fryer as they say but um before I get into that, uh, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about things you've been up to. Um, Gen Con wasn't too long ago, and uh, I know people kind of like to like to talk about the the awesomeness that is Gen Con. I want to ask you a question, a personal question about it. Is it still exciting for you, like when you first went there, or is it just getting too big for your britches? Gen Con, uh, that's always fun. So when when you're there, I don't I don't know anything about times because I haven't been myself. But so in how how many days is it? Is it three days altogether? Four. Four days. Holy cow! <laughs> so are you are you there open open to close every time? Yeah, we we just show up about a day early so we can get the booth set up and ready and relax a little bit. And then it's four days, pretty much straight through, showing up you know eight nine o'clock in the morning till six seven o'clock at night. Okay. Uh, four days, and then we pack everything up as soon as show ends and, and head back home. Okay. So, do you drink a lot to get through it, or what? How do you get through that kind of those kind of days? Uh, a lot of um, disinfectant. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's actually not a whole lot of drinking. I mean, you're just so drained at oh, the end. Like okay. it's really hard even to squeeze in time to, to play games with friends. Yeah, I bet. I bet it's it, that kind of that aspect of it make always makes me wonder about the people that work it, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I, I understand you're pushing your wares and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to meet all the new people, but I, you know, I wonder, you know, at some point if it just wears you down to a point where you're like, okay, should we keep doing this? You know, it's just so exhausting, but I get, again, at least it's once a year and it's only four days out of your year. So it's not that big of a deal, I would guess. Well, we do conventions pretty regularly. So, I think we kind of always feel that way at the end, where it's like, do I really want to keep doing this? I mean, three, four days of straight talking and and uh, kind of giving the same uh, presentation over and over, you know, it kind of gets a whole after after seventy two hours. So yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, since a lot of our listeners may not know, why don't you take us through a typical day of working a day at Gen Con? What what do you guys do exactly besides? the whole presentations and talking. Is there any other special things that you do for anybody or anything like that? Well, it really depends on the convention. Uh, the nice thing about what 
our products are is we kind of fit in a lot of places, right? We can go to Comic-Cons, we can go to Gen Con for um, board games, and then we can go to video game conventions. So we try to hit some of the panels while we're there. Um, I'm fortunate that, you know, we've got enough staff to, that is really good at working the booth that I can leave them to handle the sales. And that's pretty much all they do the whole time they're there is just uh, push all the various uh, playing cards and games that we have. And then I'll go off and, and normally I'll try and hit uh, things like Kickstarter panels, uh, meet with uh, other vendors, distributors, um, other uh, similar companies, and just kind of do networking at those events. Yeah. Okay. So when you do the when you do the Kickstarter panel, um, I know we've talked about this in the past, but uh, what do you what do you like to push to tell everybody that uh, may be interested in Kickstarters or your Kickstarters or you know starting their own? I would say go take a look at my blog at albinodragon.com. Okay. There's a there's a blog button up there at the top, and I cover a lot of things that I, I think that people should kind of be wary of when they're doing projects, and that changes as the environment changes. The big thing that I always push is shipping and fulfillment. Those are pretty much the biggest pitfalls that any Kickstarter creator runs into. Okay. Yeah, it looks yeah, it looks like with this last Goonies one, this last Goonies star, you had trouble with trying to ship internationally, and I'm sure that's that's tough when you want to you know get it into as many hands as possible. Well, the thing on that one was the we've been finding a lot more as we can get bigger and bigger licenses is that they want to restrict the territories that we can deliver to. So for Goonies, we were only given the United States and eventually the UK, but not the the project. Yeah, that's crazy to think that uh, they wouldn't want to just hit everything. I mean, you know, I understand that, you know, there's certain loopholes and things you got to keep in mind. But, you know, just like any kind of sales, you know, you think you'd want to, you know, within a certain parameter, you'd want to get it out to as many hands as possible. So that sometimes that kind of baffles me that that would happen. Well, it makes sense from a business perspective. When you look at a company that's looking to pick up your license, like Albino Dragon, if I'm only selling 15 decks to Asia <laughs> during a Kickstarter, then they're not going to want to give up that ability to have someone else distribute that in the future. Yeah, I suppose. If we're, yeah, if we're doing thousands or tens of thousands of units in that territory, then it, it would be more baffling. But, you know, the low volume that we're doing for some of those territories, it makes perfect sense from a business perspective. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so your one of your new projects now you've got going on is you've got uh, Ghostbusters playing cards, and you've got amazing timing because it's you know the thirtieth anniversary of Ghostbusters. So tell us how you were able to pick that up and why you decided to to try to tackle that. Yeah, it's almost like we planned that timing somehow. <laughs> we uh, we actually were pretty lucky when we approached Columbia Pictures about to get the license for that. It was something I think that they were already kind of thinking about. Okay. Um, and so it was just that perfect timing where they are already looking to do a similar product and we pretty much walked up and said, hey, <laughs> did we do it? And then after looking at like the Princess Bride, they, they were totally on board. So it was actually was pretty quick as far as contracts and everything because we were trying to make sure that we could take advantage of the 30th anniversary before the end of the year. Nice. Perfect. That's awesome. And uh, who do you have? Uh, who do you have as artist on these cards now? Uh, it's Tom Bright, the guy that did the second deck that we introduced 
Cool. More animated style. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, they look. I think mean, they look great. Why don't you tell us about uh, who who you can expect on these cards as far as characters go? It's pretty much going to be all of the major characters that you see in the movie. Obviously, all four of the Ghostbusters. We're going to be working in Slimer, Scape Up, uh, we've already revealed Gozer, and then some of the uh, secondary characters that you've seen, like Jimmy. I wouldn't call uh, secondary, but Dana as well. Nice. Cool. And the art and the art looks great, just like it did in the Princess Bride deck. So I don't know if you know this, but when when you're when the artist is looking to draw the certain cards and stuff like that, do you look for something? Do you just trust what he what he or she is going to do with that card as far as trying to encompass the movie and the characters, or do you give them a idea of what you think that they should have on the cards? How does that work? Are you a big fan of the movie? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up with Ghostbusters, so it's like, <laughs> you know, there's there's certain quotes and everything in that movie that are scary with everything from... Yeah. You know, so, yeah, so if you're thinking about that kind of stuff, is there, you know, do you ever think of possibilities of throwing, like, a character saying anything, or is that just too much work and takes too much out of the rest of the art? Um, we kind of did that with the Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's there'd be a couple of doozies that would be kind of in there, but I suppose everybody playing the game and thinking about it will probably come up with or will come up with the quotes that they need. So, you guys, when did you guys start the Kickstarter? It's been about half a month now, right? <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I think I think if I if I remember right, I think you're about a little bit more than halfway through. Yeah, we only ran it for about three weeks. Oh wow! Um, we've been averaging something like twenty-three. Nice. Enough time for us to really show all of the artwork, kind of get in, get everyone opportunity to back it, and then then they will close it out, and hopefully it will straight into uh, production or pre-production at that point. Yeah, yeah. And it's and when it's a license like this, it's easy enough for people to be excited about it that you know you're probably going to fill it pretty quick. So it's good to good to maybe shorten it up so then you can you know get it out as soon as you can you know get stuff going. Yeah, we've got a lot of projects we can try and get before the end of the year too. So. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So you know you've done all these all these uh, awesome themed playing cards and stuff like that. What's your best seller so far? Nice, and the Goonies looks pretty pretty amazing. I just got mine a few weeks ago, and really satisfied with it. I mean, you guys do great stuff. Yeah, no problem. So, do you have any other any other stuff coming out that you can that you can tell us about that you can spoil us about? Yeah, the next deck that we're going to be doing is the Wizard of Oz. Oh, nice. Very cool. Uh, and then after that, uh, we're 
going to be doing a huge push for Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Nice. That's good timing because I think people are, you know, past the point of kind of, you know, being super sad about it being done now and uh now that you can have a little bit of a little bit of something to bring that are home to kind of remind them of of what they loved so yeah pretty much every time i've mentioned that one uh everyone pretty much lights up so i'm pretty hopeful for that one <laughs> <laughs> that's great so you've got all these awesome licenses coming up what are you what are some of the things that you're hoping for the future if i may ask well hopefully we'll continue to keep getting bigger and bigger licenses you know, there's those certain ones that everyone always says, hey, you know what would be really cool? <laughs> We're like, yes, we know. We just haven't had a chance to get them yet. <laughs> um, and then potentially, uh, well, and the other thing we're working on is uh, games. Oh, cool. Uh, it takes a little bit longer. Um, it normally takes us one to two years to, to put on a really good game. So there's a lot bigger, uh, you know, spreads in between launches for those things. Yeah, I suppose. You got... You know, you got to get everything in order. You got to play test the heck out of it. Make sure there's no uh, nothing, uh, no mistakes or anything like that. I'm sure that's uh, got to be a hard thing to, you know, pinpoint and get to be, you know, as accurate as possible. Yeah, the play testing and just tightening everything up is definitely the longest time for pull. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Pull the tent. <laughs> I'm tired too, man. <laughs> That's funny. So, what else you got? You got what else do you guys have coming up? Do you guys have any uh, any other places you're gonna be or anything special you got coming up? Uh, convention wise, we're gonna be in San Antonio, uh, September 29th for the Alamo City Comic Con. Okay. Uh, pretty huge event there with a lot of really cool artists. Yeah, you know, there's gonna be a lot of guest stars like uh, Stan Lee huh. that are gonna be there. Of course, um, that's awesome. The next one that we're doing is the second week of October in New York Comic Con. Okay. So then, so when you're at those places, do you is it all work or do you play or do you actually, you know, try to find are you into comics? Do you try to, you know, besides just doing what you do for your job, is there anything else that you try to do while you're at those? Yeah, I mean, we try and hit all the vendors and the artist alley and and participate in as many events that we can get away with. <laughs> you know, either either by leaving the booth or, you know, not just being completely exhausted at the end of the, the entire thing. But, yeah. uh, like the last Comic-Con that I went to, uh, one of the, the artists that I had never met was there, and I was able to have him sign uh, one of my comics and get some original art from him. So, oh, nice. Well, who was that? Uh, Weiss Portesi. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. What, did, what did you sign? What did you have him sign? Uh, first appearance of Bishop. Nice. Wow. That's... Uh, perks of the trade, huh? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like being able to go, <laughs> kind of visit these places and be able to write it off as an expense. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yep, I know. I know uh, for sure. Me and Mike are really big into comics, so anytime, anytime we hear any, about anything like that, it's always exciting. We we live in a small city, and we have we have a little Comic Con every year, and this year's coming up uh, next Saturday actually, and it'll be exciting to see. There's a couple of small guys that have worked for like IDW and and uh, Marvel and stuff like that, and but it's it's cool to rub elbows and just talk to them and see how that thing all goes. So, well, that's cool. Did you see that we got the Watchmen license for next year? Oh, that's awesome. Yep, I'm sure that'll. I'm I'm gonna guess. I don't know. It's maybe a maybe a maybe a shot in the dark, but I I would have to think that that would probably be your biggest your biggest deck coming up here pretty pretty soon. 
I would bet on Breaking Bad. Are you, oh yeah, I suppose. That's that's pretty. Watchmen has a tight fan base, but there's gonna. It's I think it's gonna be divided because we can't do it off the comic exactly. It has to be off the movie. Oh, I suppose. Those so it's gonna know. be in that style. I gotcha. I gotcha. I get how that is. Okay. Yeah. So then Breaking Bad. There's just yeah. There's there's no there's no limit to the fandom on that. So. Yeah, that one's coming out really well. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one in production. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Okay. I think I've exhausted everything that I can think of. So um, I just want to thank you again for coming on. And if you guys you want to help Albino out again, we've got the Ghostbusters that's coming. Uh, that's going to be ending pretty soon here. If you want to hop on the train to pick up some awesome cards from Albino Dragon again and then look for the stuff in the future, that would be great. And, uh, Eric, thanks for coming on again. Oh, thanks, man. All right. <laughs>